welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 17th of May 2015, entitled, Who's Sending Who? And the Bible readings are taken from Matthew chapter 28, verses 18 to 20, and Isaiah chapter 6, verse 8. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. Simple thought tonight, but I think extremely important as we consider the matter of missions, which we will be doing over these next couple of weeks, I invite you to stand with me to honor the reading of God's holy word this evening. First of all, beginning in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, it says, And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. And then back in the book of Isaiah chapter 6, we find in verse 8, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? Then said I, here am I, send me. Father, I thank you this evening, Lord, as we have the glorious privilege, Lord, of looking into your word once again this evening. Father, I pray that you would help us. Give us clear thoughts. Give us clear understanding. Help us, Lord, to... Lord, take that not only just into our minds, but into our hearts that you would have for us this evening. May you receive all the praise and honor and glory for it. In Jesus Christ's precious name we pray. Amen and amen. One thought that I had planned on making this morning and then, uh, and then didn't, uh, didn't make. Who remembers where our text was from this morning? Anybody remember for sure? Mark, <laughs> I read from all the Gospels, so you can't be wrong. <laughs> if you just dive in there, it's going to be one of them because we read from all of them. But our, our main passage was from the Gospel of Mark chapter 16, uh, beginning with verse 9 down through the end of that chapter. And it dawned on me when I was partway through preparing that, uh, uh, that sermon, trying to finish it up yesterday, that I remember one time preaching on this passage of Scripture. And it was in a church here in Birmingham. I won't call the name of the church. And I was actually quite a young man at the time. Uh, <clears throat> didn't have any gray hair or anything like that before I came to Bethel, as a matter of fact. And I was, uh, I was preaching at this church, and this was the passage that God laid on my heart there in, in, in Mark chapter 16, beginning in verse 9. And I preached my heart out, and, and, and there was an old gentleman that came up to me at the end of the service that night, and he had a big smile on his face. And uh, he said to me, he said, uh, he said, I know you probably didn't know it, but he said, I was probably the only one here tonight that had any earthly idea what you were preaching because he said, they all use Bibles where those verses have been taken completely out of them. <laughs> and uh, one gentleman uh, that was so thankful that still had his old King James Bible and uh, those verses were still there. But those verses beginning in verse 9 have disappeared from many of the modern translations of the Bible. They just aren't there. And boy, I'm glad that they still are, that they were when, when God gave them to us. But we look at another one of those passages that we read this morning here, of course, in 
the, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter, uh, chapter 28. And of course, we find here a couple of things that I just want to draw your attention to uh, this evening. When we think about this matter of missions, which our focus is upon, and I would ask you another question this evening, and that is, what, what right, what authority, what motivation do we have for this whole concept of missions that we endeavor to be a part of? And we tried to look at this morning of, does it really matter? Does the matter of missions really matter in our lives and in our church? And I hope we helped to answer that. But the real question that I want us to answer this evening is who's sending who? Who's sending who? You see, it's quite interesting as we begin to look and we begin to ask ourselves because here in the Gospel of Matthew, it was Jesus that was speaking and Jesus said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore. In other words, it all relates back. Jesus is the one that's sending us. Jesus is the one that has all power, he says. And as he is the one that has all the power and he is the one that is requesting it, we are to go. Well, back in Isaiah, when God was speaking to Isaiah in the Old Testament, and of course here, Isaiah was being sent to the nation of Israel. And we find that if we look here that God asked Isaiah a question. And of course, first of all, the question was in a general sense, but he was directing it to Isaiah. And he said, whom shall, most first of all, whom shall I send? God said, who can I send? Who am I going to send? And then he says, notice who will go for, and what's the next word in your Bible? Us. Who will go for us? Who am I going to send? Who will go for us? Then said I, Isaiah said, here am I. Send me. So God was wanting to send somebody to the nation of Israel. Now, if you read on down, and he said, go and tell this people, hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. Make the heart of this people fat, and make their ears heavy, and shut their eyes, lest they see with their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their heart, and convert, and be healed. Then said I, Lord, how long? And he answered, until the cities be wasted without inhabitant and the houses without man and the land be utterly desolate and the Lord have removed men far away and there be a great forsaking in the midst of the land, but yet in it shall be a tenth and it shall return and shall be eaten as a till tree and as an oak whose substance is in them when they cast their leaves, so the holy seed shall be the substance thereof. We think that it's only us that are dealing with hard times and hard people sometimes. Uh, Isaiah, when God said, who, who am I going to send? Who's going to go for us? And I think that that us is very important that we'll see as we begin to, to look down because as we look in the Scripture and we ask this, then, well, who's really sending who in this matter of missions? Well, you know, if we go right back to the book of beginnings, and of course, we've spent some time in recent months looking in, in the book of Genesis, in the book of beginnings. We find that it was back there again in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, that 
we find this term over and over again as God is using not only is the term God, the one that is used there, the God Elohim, but notice what it said in chapter 1, verse 26. And God said, let, there it is again, us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the sea and over the, the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. You see, here is the creator. Here is a king that is creating his subjects. The king's subjects in a perfect place in Eden with a perfect purpose. There was no sin. There was no sickness. There was none of those things that cause us so much difficulty today. But of course, then as we get on over into Genesis chapter 3, <laughs> we see that those subjects of that king make quite a mess of things when sin enters in. And then it's no longer that perfect place, but it's going to be a matter of thorns and sweat and pain and, and death, as he says there in chapter 3 and, and verse 23, and the Lord God said, behold, the man has become as one of us to know good and evil. And now lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat and live forever. Therefore the Lord God sent him forth from the garden of Eden to till the ground from whence he was taken. So he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. You see, it all began. It all began with, with God. And, of course, there again we find that it was making man in his image, in a plural image. But you see, God's perfect place was destroyed by sin. Man was created in God's image, but because of sin, man fell from that. From there, as we begin to look through the Bible, we find that really the Bible is one of redemption and restoration. It is man being redeemed for that which took place right there with the first one in the garden and everything being restored to the kingdom of God's kingdom without that sin once again, which we were even singing about earlier. We can three through Noah and the patriarchs and Moses and the promised land and, and God calling out a people, the chosen people, his people, right up to the coming of the Messiah who the Bible itself says is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. In all of this teaching, we see him giving his principles of how his kingdom is to operate, how that we can become a part of not man's kingdom, but his kingdom, seeking first his kingdom and all those things down here taking their place below that. Our conduct, our life, our mission in this life, we see him establishing his church, his church here on earth to give not man's kingdom, but God's kingdom structure to do his work of redemption, his work of restoration. Now, rather than one nation, he's called a people that he calls the church, his body to accomplish his work of redemption that needs to be done to his church, his body. He gave a specific mission statement, a, a mandate. He began with a dozen men that he called, that he ordained, that he trained, that he commissioned to do his work. These men were the very foundation of the church 
that he was building. And of course, we know that one messed up and had to be replaced, but he began with those apostles on which he built. He used as a foundation for his church. And to that church is what we read here in Matthew chapter 28. He gives this mandate, his divine mandate. The king of kings is the one that's saying, all power, all authority is given to me. And so it's the one with all of the authority that's giving us the command to go, to carry this wonderful message of the gospel to the ends of the world. He said, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever that I have commanded you. You see, our churches are not just some man-made social clubs, as many people tend to think that they are. They're not even a religious social club. The church is a living, divine organism under divine authority with a divine mandate. It's all God. It all begins and ends with God. And it all begins and ends with others being sent. Who is sending who? Now, I would remind you this evening of just a couple simple things, that first of all, it was God the Father that sent God the Son. It was God the Father in this whole purpose of his plan of redemption right back from the Garden of Eden, of man being restored to his state in which God created him. We said this morning in John chapter 20, verse 21, Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, even so send I you. A very familiar passage to, to many of us in the book of, of Galatians. Notice what he says there in Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. The Bible says, but when the fullness of the time was come, God sent forth his Son, made of a woman, made under the law, what? To redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. God, in the fullness of his time, he sent forth his son for the purpose of redemption. You turn into the very next book, in the book of Ephesians chapter 3. Notice what he says in verse 11. It says, according to the eternal purpose, which he, God, purposed in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God had an eternal purpose, which the Bible says that he purposed in Jesus Christ, his son, when he sent him. And then one last passage in the gospel of John chapter 9, we find that here in verse 4, Jesus speaking said, I must work the works of of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. And of course, there are many other passages that we could look at. But what we need to recognize and realize here that God has a purpose and a plan in place and it's always been for us. It's always been for the redemption of mankind. It's always been that man would be restored from that fallen state that he fell into. And that, in God's plan, had to begin with God the Father sending 
God the Son to this earth for that divine purpose. In the work of God, he sent his Son. But then we find that God the Father sends God the Son, but then God the Son sends God the Holy Spirit. Who's sending who in this work? In John chapter 14, we find a glorious promise. Jesus, as he is preparing these apostles on whom he is to build his church, he tells them there, beginning in verse 16, and he says, I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He will give you another comforter, another paraclete, another advocacy, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yeah, we've, we've looked at this passage before. I mean, he's talking about He's going to send another, but I'm the one that's going to be there. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be the one that's there with you. Because though God the Son is sending God the Holy Spirit to indwell us, to be within us, to be ever present with us, it is just as much you can't separate God. It is God that lives within us. It is just as much Jesus Christ. John chapter 15 Notice what he says in verse 26 and 27, but when the comforter is come, whom I will send unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth which proceedeth forth from the Father, he shall testify of me. And ye also shall bear witness because ye have seen, because ye have been with me from the beginning. Find that he said back in chapter 14, verse 26, But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. And of course, that other place that we looked at the commission this morning in Acts chapter 1, of course, we read the verse there in verse 8, but notice if we look back in verse 1 and 2 of how this chapter begins, he says... The former treatise have I made, O Theophilus, and all that Jesus began both to do and teach until the day in which he was taken up after that he through the Holy Ghost had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen in light of this. Jesus Christ has been taken up through the Holy Ghost. He's given these commandments to these apostles. And of course, he tells us in verse 8, ye shall receive power, authority. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Oh, there's many things that could be said there. But you know, some of the greatest examples that we see of this... <laughs> is if we continue reading over, we see in chapter 2, we see Peter, the denier, the one that denied Jesus Christ when it got really down to the crunch and he was afraid of what might be facing. We see him proclaiming the whole of them, preaching, and thousands coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. We see also Saul of Tarsus, 
one that everybody was afraid of. There was no hope for this guy. I mean, he was as mean as they come. And yet this murderer became the messenger of God. Why? Because of the Holy Spirit that came, that gave them the power, that gave them the authority to do what they did. So preacher, what are you saying? Who's sending who? Well, God the Father sent God the Son. And God the Son sent God the Holy Spirit. And God, through the Holy Spirit, sends you and I. He sends us. We are a people sent by God. That which we are talking about, this mandate for the work of missions, is a divine mandate. It is one that's given by God. God, from the very beginning, His eternal purpose has been that which we are involved in now through His Son, Jesus Christ. And to accomplish that, He sent His Son to this earth, and His Son sent His Holy Spirit and now God, through that Holy Spirit, sends us to accomplish the work of Christ in this world. God plans and performs his great work of redemption by sending his Son to redeem mankind. The Son was able to hang there on that cross and say, It is finished. It is finished. He had finished that work that God had sent him to do. So the son finishes the work that the father sent him to do, and then he, as he's preparing to go back, he sends the Holy Spirit to continue that same work. The work has always been the same from the beginning to the end. The work that we're involved in right now is God's eternal purpose that he's accomplishing through his son. You see, it's the son that now sends us. It's the spirit that sends us and accomplishes the work of that son that's left for us to do. Jesus gave us the commandment. Jesus said, I've got all the authority, all the power, and I'm the one that's giving you this, but I don't want you to go until that one that I'm sending comes to indwell you with that power. But you and I, the moment that we put our faith and trust in Jesus Christ, he becomes part of us. You see, in a real sense, there's only one authority. There's only one authority that is upon this earth right now. God has left his work to be accomplished through his church, not through the organization. You know, there's organizations that do great works. There's organizations that do a lot for, for hungry people and hurty pe hurting people and, and ill people and all of these things. And I don't begrudge the fact that of the good work that they accomplish. But what I'm saying to you is we have a mandate, the authority of the King of kings, of the Lord of lords that is sending us forth. He sent his son. His son sent the spirit. And God is sending us. Why? Did he say who will go for us? <laughs> the same us that was in Genesis. Because it's the work of God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, they're all involved in the same work. That work is God's divine purpose for you and I. The work of God continues through his churches. In Acts chapter 13, we find that, notice what he says beginning in verse 1. Now, there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers 
as Barnabas and Simeon that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work whereunto I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. Who's sending who? Well, God's always been the one doing the sending. But he's sending through his church just as he did here with Paul and Barnabas. He's sending through his church as he sends them out to do the work. And then, of course, together, as you look at our mission boards, you find that most of those missionaries are supported by a number of churches because collectively we do what we can to make sure that these people are sent forth. What can we do? We need to commit all that we are and all that we have to the work of Christ, to this work that we have been given a divine mandate to do. In Matthew chapter 13, Matthew chapter 13, the Word of God says this. Notice in verse 45 and 46, it says, Again, the kingdom of heaven is likened to a merchant man seeking goodly pearls, who when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. The question is, are we willing to give God all that we are? I know. I know the world and public opinion would say, well, that's crazy. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> Public opinion is most always has been and most always will be in total opposition to God's will and what God wants anyway. He's already promised us that he was giving us his spirit that we might have that understanding. Never, ever lose sight of the purpose to which we are called. It is a divine purpose. It is the purpose of God. The King of kings, the Lord of lords, is the one that has sent us on this mission. We are his ambassadors in this world. We follow his divine example. He's the one that asks the question, who can I send? Who will go for us? You see, wherever God may have you serving, you need to realize who it is that sent you. Realize that you are about the Father's business. It's not man's business, as important as it might be. We're talking about being about the Father's business as Jesus was. And remember that we are not alone in this task. Never lose sight of his presence there with you. One thing that sometimes is pretty shocking. <laughs> you know, you don't go anywhere without him. <laughs> Wherever you go, whatever you're doing, Jesus is with you. Jesus is there. Mother and a small son were attending a concert by a master musician that was just so phenomenal on the piano. And when he played, it was almost like the, the piano was just speaking to you almost. And, 
they listened to these great pieces and they were in awe. And the intermission time came. And as people were talking and chatting and going around, there was her little son had wandered up onto the stage and he sat down behind this phenomenal grand piano and he began to hit the keys. And he began to play chopsticks. Everybody know what chopsticks is? <laughs> he was there and he's playing chopsticks on this piano. Well, some of those that had organized the event said, stop that kid, stop him. <laughs> but the musician whose show it was, he overheard. They said that he just slipped up behind the little boy as he sat there playing his chopsticks and just put his hands over the little boy's hands and began to play. <laughs> and he says, don't quit, son. Don't quit. <laughs> Even when they don't think what you're doing is worthwhile, <laughs> they may not appreciate it, but don't quit. And, of course, he began to play the piece for the son. And, you know, we need to remember that when sometimes what we're doing may seem awful simple. <laughs> there may not be anybody out there that really appreciates it. <laughs> they may not appreciate that what we're doing, we're doing it for the master. Who's sending who? Oh, it's God that sent us. He sent his son. <laughs> his son sent the spirit. His spirit sends us. <laughs> we all go under his authority through his church that's here to accomplish the work that he's left for us. And he's right there. <laughs> may seem like only chopsticks to you, <laughs> but he's right there to put his hands over yours to play the masterful music that needs to be played. He will do that for each and every one of us. Father, Lord, the simple thought that you touched my heart with this evening in these verses is that, Lord, we need not forget who's doing the sending. Who's sending who? Lord, you've always been the God of love, a giving God. You've sent everything forth that we needed. Lord, from the time that we first messed up, your purpose has been to redeem us, to restore us to that state that you created us in prior to our fall with sin. Your purpose be accomplished through your son. You sent forth your son. And he came and he accomplished that work here upon this earth that he came to do for our redemption. When he went to return back to your right hand, he sent the Spirit. That Spirit would be with us and would live in us, would empower us to continue with the work. Lord, as you ask that question, I would say again this evening, who shall I send? Who will go for us? I pray that that question would be personal for us this evening in remembering that it's you that's sending us forth into this world. Help us, Lord. Help us to be, as Isaiah, to say, here am I, Lord. Here am I. Send me. Send me wherever you want me to go to do whatever you want me to do. Let me be about your business. Let me be about your work. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.